Hey, 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 hey. You wanna know where you can listen? Hey, hey, hey. Let me tell you. Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Good Pods, Overcast, Breaker and Listen Notes, Castro, Stitcher, Castbox, Pandora, TuneIn, 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 Amazon Music, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio, and iHeartRadio, hey, hey, and iHeartRadio, that's where you can listen in to Life Tips. That's where you can listen in to life tips. Everywhere that you get your podcast. Everywhere that you get your podcasts. Hey, we everywhere. Hey, we everywhere. Hey, we everywhere. Listen everywhere. Listen everywhere. Hello there. What's up? My name is Nate, and you're listening to Life Tips Podcast. Welcome. Relationship improvement with advice and tips for becoming a better you. On this show, each episode is unique to what you're going through, and it doesn't matter your youth or gender. Everyone can benefit. You see, the reality is that nobody is perfect. There's always going to be downfall with rising, and there's something to improve upon every single day. So if you want to make changes in your life, then follow along, and I can help you master yesterday's mistakes to create a better tomorrow. Let's get started. you yeah you are you new to life tips well then welcome aboard do me a favor and hit that follow button subscribe button however it's worded and follow the show so that you'll be notified every time there's a new episode You'll join the numerous amounts of people who download the show each day and add it to their everyday lives. Now, if you're a current or faithful listener of the show who has been with us since day one, welcome back. I hope to continue leading you in the right direction, and I hope that you continue to enjoy the show 
as per usual. Thank you so much. This has been Nate, the host of Life Tips Podcast. Just greeting you. And yeah. All right, then. Let's get started. What's up, world? Welcome back to Life Tips Podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and I am an inspirational speaker. Really quickly, before we start the show, I just wanted you to know that your support means everything, not just monetarily, but also your words. So here's what I want you to do for me. I want you to go on to Apple Find Life Tips Podcast and write a review. And also leave a five-star rating. Because you know I'm trying to get up there with the top dogs in the Apple Podcast world. Same thing with Spotify and Google. Go look us up on those platforms too. Blow us up and let people know how important listening to Life Tips Podcast means to you. That way, the higher up we go, the more downloads we'll get from the virtual community. So yeah, y'all, that's all I wanted to say. Let's get into the episode. Marco Salinas. That is who our guest is today. Whoop, whoop. Marco is an Amazon best-selling author and has co-authored a book with the legendary sales and professional development consultant, Mr. Brian Tracy. He is a longtime student of marketing legend Dan Kennedy and is a media and publishing consultant himself. Having previously hosted a radio show on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, in his hometown of San Antonio, Texas, and he has been interviewed on local TV news affiliates in Houston, San Antonio, and Austin. So without further ado, let's welcome Marco Salinas onto Life Tips Podcast for the first time ever. Good morning, world. We are live with Marco Salinas to talk about mastering your marketing. This is going to be a really, really great conversation. But before we get into it, I want to introduce to you all Mr. Marco Salinas. How's it going, man? I'm doing great, Nate. Thank you very much for having me on today. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, as you all heard in his bio that I went over, Marco Salinas is an Amazon best-selling author and has co-authored a book with the legendary sales and personal development consultant, Brian Tracy. 
He is a longtime student of marketing legend Dan Kennedy and is a media and publishing consultant himself, having previously hosted a radio show on 9.30 a.m. The Answer in his hometown of San Antonio, Texas, and has been interviewed on local TV news affiliates in Houston, San Antonio, and Austin. So without further ado, back and let Marco tell us just a little bit about himself from a personal and professional standpoint. Okay, sounds good. So um, as you mentioned, <clears throat> marketing is my, um, that's kind of my bread and butter. Um, for the last, uh, I would say about the last 13 years, uh, I've been eating, breathing, and sleeping, everything marketing related. And so um, I do have an extensive background and extensive knowledge in this space. And um, I've taken many, many courses. I've gone to many live events. And I've got an extensive library of books that are all related to the subject of, of business and running a business. But in particular, um, marketing said businesses. And um, about, like I said, about 13 years ago, I started a financial services business. And I ran, I've been running and I'm still running that financial services business. Um, and that's really where I got the opportunity to test and study and learn and implement all types of different marketing strategies that I would employ within, within that business. And then finally, after a few years of doing that, you know, I started realizing this is what I enjoy the most. And so somewhere around 2014, I officially lost, uh, I officially launched my own marketing agency. Um, that, that company was called big horn marketing, where you can grab your marketing by the horns. And, um, and I started that process slowly as basically a side hustle and helping a few businesses here and there to implement some, some strategic, uh, marketing and, and media, um, principles and ideas within their business to help them grow. And as the years have gone by, I have been, uh, simultaneously running both businesses, but here in the last year or so. I have decided to um, put my focus more on the marketing side. And so um, right now what I'm doing is I am a media and publishing consultant. But again, this is all under still underneath the umbrella of marketing. Okay. Uh, but I've kind of decided to niche down a little bit to help businesses specifically with, with those two areas, media and publishing. And so several different things fall under that category. We can talk a little bit more about that. Um, or we can just talk about kind of bigger, broader um, ideas of marketing in general. So, uh, but that's a little bit of background about me, Nate. You let me know uh, what direction you'd like to go, man, because I got, I got lots of info to share. Sure. I, I want to say that um, I want to take a guess and say that your, uh, your education was marketing focused as well. It was, it was education focused. However, I do not have a formal education under this subject matter. I did not go to college for it. I always tell people that I am, I'm very proud of the, the school that I went to, which was very much the hard knocks. Okay. 
I am a graduate. I am a graduate of the school of hard knocks, hundred percent. And again, for the last 12, 13 years or so, I was running a small business. Um, and then a second small business, the marketing business itself. But, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion, there is no greater educator than actually getting down there mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. getting dirty and running the business itself. Right. That is the ultimate MBA right mm. there. So that's, that's really is my education. It's real world education. It's, um, sometimes I tell people it's blood in the streets education because, you know, when you're running a, a small business, it's hard, man. Mm-hmm. You get your butt kicked. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, most people that are, that are not in that space, you know, nothing to knock people with a nine to five job. But if you only are working a nine to five job, you probably don't really know just how challenging it is mm-hmm. to run a small business. It's tough. Right. So you're going to learn some stuff. All right. But it's going to be painful, but you're going to learn. Right. So yeah, that's my background. Right. As far as education. Cool. Cool. So yeah, let's get into it. Um, I definitely want to hear your thoughts on this. Um, because you know, of course, of course, we're gonna blend this into the show. Uh, obviously, we're talking about you know business marketing, but also we definitely will be talking about um, your personalized marketing as well to help out those who are who are in school, who are in the game of life, especially the game of life. I'll get into that for myself personally just a little sure. bit later. Um, but just to start off, uh, this interesting, unique conversation, uh, what, what does it, what does marketing, what does marketing entail for you? Let, let's talk about the, the media and the publishing part of marketing first, because I know you brought that up in your yes. introduction, uh, can you kind of explain the difference between media and 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 uh, and published, you know, marketing and kind yes. of how they like how they intertwine, what makes them different and uh you know how you, how you specifically, you know, uh like define and use both. Okay, yeah, excellent question, Nate. Excellent question. Um the short answer to that can be can be summed up in in one word in my opinion. And that's the reason why I like this media and publishing space, because the one word that it falls under is called positioning. Positioning is that word by utilizing the correct types of media within, within your business. Mm -hmm. um, If you do this correctly, you will essentially position yourself with these tools and resources as the unspoken expert within your niche. Mm-hmm. notice i said unspoken because what a lot of other people are doing the ones that are not spending time building out this type of marketing which which by the way we call this authority marketing okay. if you're not putting effort into building that authority within that niche then then you're left with one thing that you can say about yourself which is you have to go around and tout yourself as the expert okay and the last time that I checked, anytime somebody tries to come to me and say, oh, you don't have to worry about anything. I'm the absolute expert on this thing. 
I don't really put a whole lot of credence in that. Mm. I don't put a lot of trust in it if it's coming directly out of your mouth. What I trust is if it's coming from some type of third party authority verification, so to speak. Okay. So on a basic level would be, let's just say somebody else was to tell me, you know what? I use Nate for X, Y, Z services and they were absolutely amazing. He did Mm -hmm. a fantastic job. You could trust him. He was great. He really knows his stuff. Okay. Well now we're starting to climb the ladder here Mm -hmm. because it's not just coming from you, right? Because I've seen people um, that have said, trust me, I'm, I'm an expert, or maybe even to this effect, say something like, you can trust me, you're in good hands, but you get that feeling inside of you like, like your little BS meter is going off a little mm-hmm. bit. You know what I mean? Something inside of you is saying, I don't, this guy seems a little bit sleazy. Mm-hmm. This guy's a little bit of, he's like one of those fast talker types, you know? Um, no disrespect to anybody in the car world, but traditionally we would see that a lot, right? With the used car salesman, that was like a stereotypical, stereotypical role, right? The used car salesman, he's got his buttons, his top buttons on his shirt are buttoned down. He's got the chain right there showing a little bit of chest hair coming out. He's wearing some old 1970s swag and he's like, you can trust me. And he's kind of a little bit bald on the top. Uh huh. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the guy who you're like, no, I don't think I could trust you, man, because I've right. seen this story before. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're like, I, I think I'm going to go ahead and shop elsewhere because I feel like I'm about to get taken advantage of here. So mm-hmm. a lot of people feel that way when we're in the marketplace and we're looking to make a purchase on something, especially if it's a bigger, a bigger priced item. Right. We have to protect ourselves by trying to make sure that we are working with people who we feel like we can know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now at the very core of the marketing message, that's what that really boils down to. That's the definition of marketing, working with people or buying from someone or a business that you feel like, you know, like, and trust. Right. Those are, those (laughs) are the three core principles, right. Mm -hmm. Within, um, within that whole, uh, purchasing realm. Mm-hmm. But you could take that a step further by going into that, going back to that key phrase that I had mentioned, which is um, positioning. And so one of the things that we do is we help business owners to better position themselves within their marketplace, within their niche, by utilizing these types of um, what we call marketing assets, which is the publishing and the media side of things. So let's start with publishing. The word author the word author, that is the root word of the word authority. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. There's no coincidence that, that that the word authority contains the root word author within it. Right. Because, <clears throat> because ideally when someone has written a book on a subject, that usually conveys the automatic message without ever having to say anything about yourself that you are, in fact, the subject matter expert mm-hmm. of that particular niche. Right. Right. So if you've got a book on the thing shows that you've got pretty extensive knowledge that you can sit there and you can, um, you know, produce enough content where someone could actually take that book, even if it's a small book, it's still enough information and it still conveys something very powerful, which is that you're very knowledgeable about your particular subject matter. And so we start a lot of times with a book. Because we know that by producing a book, 
you're going to instantly elevate yourself to a higher status in the eyes of those who are, you know, interested in working with you. So there's that, right? A book is a really, really big deal. So that falls under the publishing header. Um, on the media side, well, we do exactly what you're doing right now, which is why this is a very, very intelligent decision that you made to have your own podcast because under the media side, we produce, we help produce B2B podcasts. Very specifically, these are B2B, these are, I'm the host of it and I am trying to get business from another business. Okay. Wow. So, so we produce B2B podcasts. And again, being the host of a podcast also conveys a certain type of unspoken message. If you're hosting a podcast, you're obviously coming in with some sort of knowledge of also the subject matter that you are presenting on your podcast. Mm -hmm. And so when people find out that you're a podcast host, Typically, you get a very positive response when you're out and about. Let's say you're at a networking event and you tell people, hey, I have my own podcast. I'd love to have you on as a guest. People are usually thinking to themselves, wow, you have a podcast. Okay, very cool. Can I? What do they ne- normally say next? Can I get a link? Right. Can I get a link mm-hmm. to that? I want to I wanna check it out. And if you notice, now you've shifted the whole equation because now – they are, you went from just kind of like, well, we don't know who we're going to be talking about here to all of a sudden they're very interested in you. Mm-hmm. They want to know more about you by, by checking out your podcast. And I'm amazed that, you know, I have a podcast too, and I tell people that I do, and I'm amazed at how many people really do go and listen to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. They will check it out, right? They right. will check it out. I'm not saying they're going to be my next hardcore loyal subscriber watching every episode and all that. But the worst case scenario, they're going to at least look at it and listen to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? right. And so you could say that by doing so, you have now, again, once again, ascended the ladder just a little bit higher in the mind of that person. Now, let's just say if that person that you were talking to also happened to be a prospective customer for you, mm-hmm. depending on what it is that you're offering. Okay. Now you've really got this person cornered, but I'm not talking about like in a, in a deceitful kind of a way or, you know, or, or like in some sort of a negative term, I'm talking about, you've got them cornered in a way where, okay, I got you right where I want you so that you can start listening to my content. Mm -hmm. Maybe I could give you a copy of my book Mm -hmm. and we can start really building this relationship of trust so that you can discover that yes, I am the right person for the job. You can see by the fact that I host my own podcast, by the fact that I have my own book and, and and looking at my resources and reading those things and listening to those things, the next end result of that, Nate, is typically that the person is going to really start to feel like they know, like, and trust you with those resources, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what typically opens up the door to a potential transaction. And the person feels good about opening up their wallet. Now, of course, things are done digitally nowadays, but I say that, you know, figuratively. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People people open up their digital wallet, so to speak, so that they can make payments for whatever service it is that you are offering. Or um, I saw your background is in, um, you know, kind of you're in the pastor preaching area. Is that right? Working on it. Working you're going on it. in that direction. Okay. So let's just say that, for example, 
you let's just say you are actually a pastor. You want people to know, like, and trust you so that they feel comfortable coming to your church or listening to your sermons online and being a part of that equation, right? Look at what all the big dogs are doing. Look at TD Jakes as just an example. Do any of the big dog pastors not have a book? Nope. They all have at least one book, if not multiple, right? Right. It's, it's just an essential part of the equation mm-hmm. for the authority building process. Let's look at another person. I like to call this the Dave Ramsey effect. We, we, know, we all know who Dave Ramsey is, right? Mm-hmm. Money guy, financial guy, get out of debt guy. He has a program called the Financial Peace University. He helps you to understand how to get your debt under control. Um, you don't have to agree with every single thing that the man is is preaching when it comes to that, but you cannot deny the fact that he has an extremely successful business mm-hmm. and extremely successful operation over there. Um, and all, all of that is really built on those two same principles because Dave Ramsey started out in radio, right? So there's that, there's that media channel. He was a, ra- he was a radio host. People knew he knew what he was talking about because he was on the radio. Now I'm going to say I, after 13 years in the financial world, I hear Dave Ramsey say things that I just couldn't disagree with more from a financial standpoint, which proves to you that he doesn't necessarily know everything, Mm -hmm. but because of his platform and because he used these types of marketing channels and marketing principles that I'm just discussing so well, that doesn't really matter because as long as you appeal to the people who are interested in you, then you're all set. Right. Then you're good to go. So those are a few examples of individuals who are living these types of things. And you can really see just, I just dropped a couple of names as examples. You can see how enormous these empires are that these individuals have built. One of them is business. The other one is more of a pastor of preaching, has his own church, that sort of thing. But he's also got his own, all kinds of media stuff that he puts out. And so this stuff has the potential to be enormous when you do it right. And that's why this stuff is so important and so powerful, Nate. Wow. This episode of Life Tips Podcast is sponsored by... That is, ooh, wow. Are the gears cranking? Oh, the gears are cranking for sure. <laughs> I went in, uh, as he was talking about cars, <clears throat> I literally went and looked up, uh, I went to Honda's website and I went to Nissan's website. Well, I'm a Nissan owner, but still, like, <laughs> um, he mentioned cars and it's like, you know, you don't see, I don't see too many people going to, I'm going to say it like this. You really don't see too many people going to buy used cars nowadays because they know what used cars are going to come with, or they've had used cars before. So they are more comfortable walking into a dealership and talking to the dealer or dealers and 
purchasing something like a 2023, but for someone who's just like starting out brand new, the advice that they would get would be don't put yourself in that financial bind, get a used car so that you can, you know, start off small and then work your way up. You can still go to a trusted source like Enterprise because they don't just allow you to rent cars. They have a a car buying platform too. That's where I got my car from. But Enterprise is a trusted brand. So because people rent from Enterprise all the time, I had no idea that they allow you to buy cars from them, quality cars that are actually like, they were rental. Some of them were rental cars. Some of them were just cars that people turned in. But what Enterprise did was they fixed them up, they washed them, they made them look good, and people go to Enterprise every day to buy cars, whereas, you know, if you're a more mature car buyer, you're going to go to a Honda or a Nissan or a larger dealership to make your, your purchasing decision because, like Marco was saying, you don't just trust them. You trust the billions of people on the road that have went on Google and written rave reviews about these companies, and it's just a matter of which company brand uh, you want to go with because each company brand has their own different marketing strategy. This is not about cars, but it works. <laughs> but it works in the same way, and that's it does. that's where I wanted to shift to next in our conversation before we wrap this up. Is sure. just um, the marketing. So just just really diving into the the media, the media marketing side of things. Because you did mention you did mention podcasts, uh, and you know. But I also was thinking about okay, um, I was thinking about two other things, which I'm about to, which I'm about to uh, mention now. I'll first start off with this because it's a little bit uh it's a little bit smaller then we'll go to the big grand scheme of marketing in in media so um when it comes to when it comes to the media the media landscape of things the one and some of y'all are gonna be like well he's a fanboy he's gonna say that because i mean yeah um but I've talked about it on the show extensively. I mean, wow, let's see. One, two, let me count this real quick. One, two, three, four, five. Five iPhones, one Apple Watch, two pairs of AirPods, even though the last pair fell down the drain at my job and I had to replace them. Um, but two pairs of AirPods and an Apple TV and potentially a future iPad. So I'm all in on the Apple ecosystem. And Apple is one of those companies that crushes it with marketing every single year. Just look at their keynotes. Ever since the the pandemic came, their keynotes have been spot on fire. The, The way the drone shots look is just phenomenal. Now, eventually they will go back to in-person stuff, but 
I would keep it the way it is right now if I was Apple because your marketing team and your audio visual team is just bonkers good with these shots and the the events. Even just like recently, the yellow iPhone came out. There's uh there's more Apple Watch bands and I'm not trying to go down an Apple rabbit hole, but I just wanted to mention Apple is one of those big companies that really does marketing like super, super well. So I wanted to touch on that. I wanted to touch on that with you, not just in terms of like, you know, we've heard about your personal experience with marketing, but even just as a consumer in the marketing world, like how do you feel about, you know, Apple, Samsung, these tech companies and like, the way they've yeah. grown in their marketing over the years to make things so appealing. Cause <laughs> believe it or not, the, they tell you, they tell you or tech tech YouTubers will tell you that people aren't really upgrading their phones as much, but every day Android is coming out with some shiny new phone with 200 megapixel camera and then right. every September, like clockwork, the next iPhone comes out and people go to the Apple stores in droves every year to online and in person to buy the new iPhone, which I'm not going to lie, I'm due for an upgrade on my phone, on my watch, and I'm patiently waiting for the 15s to come out so I can save, yeah. so I can save my money. But I wanted to touch on that with, with Marco, just like, yeah, go ahead. Talk talk about the the tech world and marketing real quick, because I'm I definitely would love to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, so that's a that's a good question, Nate. Um, and I'll I'll mention that um overall there's a big disparity between small business marketing and big business marketing. Mm -hmm. Those are, those are typically two very different animals, right? Right. Because the small business owner is on an extremely tight budget. At the end of the day, the budget is, is the main thing that has to be watched. And Mm -hmm. so when you're on that tight budget like that, you have to be very careful uh, with every little thing that you do and everything needs to be impactful and you need to be able to track it. Right. When you're a, when you're one of the largest companies in the entire world, um, you know, your your Fortune 100 company, multi-billion, all of that kind of stuff. Obviously, that's you're you're going to be in a very very different place. Mm. Plus, everybody knows who you are. Everybody knows your name already. So it's really more a matter of just finding different ways to kind of stay top of mind mm-hmm. for people, right? right? Whereas a small business owner, basically, the person doesn't have a clue who you are. Mm. And so one of the big differences between a company like Apple and let's just say a small company, a small business owner who may be listening to your podcast here is that the small business owner sometimes gets tricked into thinking that they could do the type of branding or marketing like a big company like Apple. They see how well they're doing. They're presented with those messages every day, like you just said, and they think to themselves, well, that's what I need to do. I need to get out there and present the same type of information like the way Apple is doing it. Cause obviously it's working, mm-hmm. but that would be a, a huge mistake mm. because those type of marketing things that Apple does work because they're so huge. Right. They were not doing that type of marketing 
in the early days in the 80s when they were just getting started? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. That's the kind of thing you can do once you're already a household name. And so um, one of the big mistakes is using branding because Apple will do t- different types of branding campaigns where they're basically just flashing pictures of the phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're just like, here's here's our new device. Dude, let's admit, right, everything that Apple designs is absolutely beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's sexy. It's curvy. It's got all – I mean, I can sit there. I get my new phone. I'll sit there and just stare at the damn thing because I'm like – this is just a work of art. Right. You know what I mean? Everything they put out. I mean, even the packaging. I open the packaging. I'm like, I don't even want to throw the package away. Right. Because the box is so beautiful. And the way it was like opening up like it was Christmas morning over here. And it was like, it does something to you psychologically. And then for a while there, I had like all these boxes piled up in my office of all the Apple stuff that I was buying. Because I had an emotional connection to the box for crying right. out loud. That's how good they are at doing their thing, right? Mm-hmm. But again, you you have to tell yourself and acknowledge the fact that they, in many ways, they are kind of one of a kind, first and foremost. And second of all, they are gargantuan. They are huge. They got money to do absolutely whatever they want. So they may do a, a, a commercial, which all it does is shows a picture of the phone kind of rotating around. It's got some cool little song in the background. And they'll spend you know, several million dollars to produce that. And that's it. That's all it is, right? right? But when you're watching it, you know exactly who that is. You know exactly what they're trying to accomplish. The only thing you may not know is, oh, I hadn't seen that new device yet. But now I know. Now I see it there. Oh, those are the new AirPods? Okay, now I understand. And they'll spend several million dollars producing something like that, right? Imagine trying to just do something like that to your little small widget or your little small service that really nobody knows about. Talk about the biggest waste of money ever. Mm. Right. And so those are some of the differences between the big brands like an Apple with their with their power and their knowledge that, you know, basically everybody knows who they are. Samsung's right behind them because they're kind of riding Apple's coattails. But at the same time, they're coming out with some cool things, too, because I like you, I was an Apple guy for the longest, longest time. And I finally switched over, but I still kept my iPhone. But I also bought that new foldable phone that Samsung has, the Z Fold, because I was super impressed with the fact that, you know, when you close it, it's real small. When you open it, it's like a tablet. Right. Plus, plus, again, like you said, let's not go down a wormhole here, but I'm just going to throw this out there. Plus, you can plug that device into your monitor and basically it turns into like a little mini computer where you can do like a little bluetooth keyboard a mouse and that phone literally becomes a actual computer mm-hmm. so it's it's like a three-in-one so i was like man this is amazing like as much as i love apple you know apple doesn't offer that mm-hmm. so there are some there's you know they don't they don't have everything covered they don't have everything covered mm-hmm. but obviously we know that they are still the leader and you know in that world and so yeah there's but but to my point that i'm trying to make big big differences between big big corporations and the way that they market and brand and a small company and the way that they market because branding would be the biggest waste of money ever for a small company whereas it works very well for a huge company like apple to basically have a billboard and on the bill the billboard could just say the word apple or it could just have the Apple logo and nothing else. And you could drive by and it will make an impression in your brain. 
you're like, well, there's one other little second that I spent thinking about Apple because I saw the billboard. They can do stuff like that and spend thousands and thousands of dollars a year on that one little billboard just to have you think about them for an extra second. <laughs> think about how different that is to a small business that's just trying to survive, mm-hmm. right? And that's why the big difference between the two, the two type of entities, like a giant corporation and a small business would be the small business needs to focus on what we call direct response marketing. That means marketing where you can actually get a response from it and then track it. Whereas a big corporation like Apple just can do pure marketing and branding. They don't need to get a direct response out of it because they're already making so much money that, and everybody already knows who they are. So they don't need to do that. So that's what I would have to say about that, Nate, as far as a big company like that, especially in light of how does that compare to a small business? Mm -hmm. Small business needs to make sure that they're not making that mistake and trying to market like the way Apple would. It's a whole different ballgame. What is up, family? It's your hostess with the mostest, the Goat. From over at Powerfully Black and Excellent, the podcast that seeks to make your skin folk, your kin folk all across the nation, baby. Now look, if you're looking for a platform that highlights black entrepreneurs and business professionals, we got your back. If you're looking for a podcast that's going to light that fire up underneath you to start that business that you keep putting on the back burner, we got your back. And if you're just looking to hear from some amazing black entrepreneurs and business professionals who are currently on the journey to making themselves and their brands successful, we got your back. So come check us out on Anchor FM and almost all streaming platforms using the name Powerfully, Black, and Excellent without the E. We drop new episodes every Sunday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're not listening to us, what are you doing? Hey y'all, real quick, I need your help. So, um, listener support is now active for Life Tips Podcast. So, if you love this podcast, please, please, please give to support future episodes of the show. No amount is too great or too small. It would really mean a lot to me if you all would help support the podcast and get this show where it needs to be moving forward. So again, if you're really just into this show and you look forward to episodes every single week, drop something in the support channel, drop something in the support button you can click on. It really means a lot to me. And it'll go towards future episodes being produced. All right, cool. Back to the show.
So before we wrap this up, I want to get a little personal because this is uh, this is geared towards helping people become the best versions of themselves. And I know for myself, <clears throat> having you know gone through the primary education phase, I actually in the school system right now, you know, for work. And I already know that, you know, like this past, like this past week at work, some of the, uh, some of the elementary school kids went over to the, to a local middle school, like one minute away. And they had a tour, they took a tour of the middle school and a lot of the kids came back saying that they uh, were going to be going to that middle school. And a lot of the things they're going to learn in middle school and then eventually when they get to high school is mostly about how to market your educational resume. Sure. But no one talks about how to market yourself. And that's where the interpersonals and the everydays and what Marco has been talking about with just the real world scenarios. So I want to get into some real world scenarios and actually help people with their real world scenarios before we get out of here. And I'm thinking of uh, literally like, two main real world scenarios which is the education piece and the job piece and the business piece but it all kind of in, in intertwines itself together because what they don't tell you about marketing yourself is that the way you what they don't tell you about marketing yourself is what you post online on social media to be specific has an impact on everything. Colleges look at what you're posting. Jobs look at what you're posting after college when you're trying to get a career job. Um, it hasn't happened to me, but I've heard stories of people, you know, their lives got messed up because of what they put. Po- Look at Ja Morant. Went on Instagram Live, flashing a gun. And the man has millions of dollars in endorsement deals and marketing and the, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies contract. That all is in jeopardy now because he went on Instagram and flashed a gun in the club. Now yeah. he's suspended. And the suspension could be longer. The NFL draft is coming. We're going to hear tons of stories about NFL draft players and what they used to tweet about, post about, that's going to come back into the limelight as they're trying to get onto these, these professional NFL teams. And so def- I really want to hit on everything, but just to start off, like, social media in general like and how that impacts 
it, it, that impacts you, you know, personally as from a marketing standpoint, because TikTok is out here. They're talking, the government's talking about banning TikTok because it's a, apparently a, a gateway for China to spy on you. Uh, Instagram is out here, Facebook, Twitter, the usual stuff we use for marketing purposes in your business, but also the stuff that if you don't market yourself well, that could really hurt you in the long run. And I see it a lot with Gen Z. Not my generation. Not, not my generation. We're Gen X. I'm Gen X. But Gen Z. So anyway, right. Um, right. do you have any advice, life tips for those listening who may not be business owners, who may be college students, kids, in terms yes. of just like how to stay out of trouble, properly market yourself on social media, because we, we're we going to live with social media for the rest of our lives now, but it's, right. gotta, it's got the power to impact your life if you're not careful with how you use it. Yeah, correct. No, I really love this question, Nate. I'm glad you asked it. And it is something that whenever I'm talking to the younger crowd, um, I'm like you, I'm also Gen X. So I was able to live my life, half of it without any of this, you know, without any Wi-Fi, without any very minimal tech outside of, you know, Nintendo, um, those kind of things. But then of course, halfway into my life so far, this, all this stuff started showing up and then it was like brand new for us. We were kind of the pioneers. We were the ones that were testing it, Mm -hmm. you know, and we had the crappy versions of a lot of it before they ironed it out and got it working very, very well, like the way it is now. But the younger crowd is only going to basically know this stuff. It's been part of their life since they were born. It will always be a part of their life. And so the difference there is, is that I think we need to have that conversation with them. Obviously, you know, the parents need to be the ones doing this, but that's not always going to happen. We know that. And so, um, hey, if they can hear that message anywhere else, even if it's on Nate's podcast, um, great. That's awesome because we do need to be talking about this stuff. And so, yeah, I think the point that I want to make is this, and I'll, I'll be brief because sure. I know we're, we're about to uh, wrap it up here. But I think obviously social media and all these platforms are both a blessing and a curse at the same time. Everyone now has their own platform. Mm-hmm. Everyone has now a built-in automatic audience of some type. Again, when we were younger, this didn't exist. It was very difficult back then to get a platform and to get an audience because you had to spend lots and lots and lots of money because basically your only options were radio, television, um, you know, maybe you could put out something in a publication like a magazine or a newspaper, all of which were very, very expensive to be able to get your voice heard like that. And so with the exception of something called public access, which was on television, which aired kind of during the middle of the night, there weren't many things available for just the the average person like you and me to go out and have a platform and get our word out. That has all changed. Now, all you got to do is pick up your phone, hit a button, and you're potentially in front of a very large audience. That can be a very good thing if you're promoting something that is good. If you're promoting yourself in a positive and a good way, that can also be something absolutely horrific as we've seen throughout the last several years where people have just 
made complete fools of themselves um, or just made bad decisions and then decided to record it. Because again, everything is, is being recorded now that these phones have such amazing camera and video capabilities. I, I am so thankful to the good Lord above that this stuff wasn't around when I was a, a, a young youth, immature, dumb, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Because I probably would have recorded myself doing something that I regretted. So I am thankful that that wasn't around back then. But the new the new generations have to be cognizant of that. That's something that I'm preaching to my kids all the time. Wow. Is that this thing is a blessing and a curse. So conduct yourself accordingly. Be very aware that anything that you record of yourself, don't be living in this little small micro bubble. You need to be aware. Tell yourself, if I put it out there, I basically need to... to have the mindset that it's going to be out there forever. That it could be seen years from now. So be careful what you do. Be careful what you say and have that in the back of your mind. Like, would I, would I be okay with someone seeing this 10 years from now, 20 years from now? If I'm a kid, would I, would I be okay with my own kid seeing this one day? Mm-hmm. What kind of impression would that have on them? Mm-hmm. And to your point, Right now, or in the next, let's say, five years or so, what kind of impression could an employer have yep. on these activities? Because, again, Listen you up, have college to tell dude. yourself it's basically going to always be out there. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are websites that basically scrape the Internet, and they keep a record of everything that was put out. So even though you're like, oh, I deleted that, there are websites where you can go, and they already took a snapshot. The moment you posted it and you thought, oh, no worries, I pulled it down. Uh, no, you didn't because <laughs> it's already been carbon copied on a different on a different website. Mm-hmm. And people know how to use those against you. People know how to blackmail. Um, and then there's just that's kind of the deviant side of it. But then there's just the common sense side of it. Like, no, you sh- just should not have posted that. Mm-hmm. And now you're asking me for a job. Ooh. And when I look at your online track record here let's just call it like this you didn't market yourself very well yep there you go you made a fool of yourself on there so everything that we are doing nate every single day of our lives in a sense we are marketing ourselves everywhere we go even if we're at the grocery store and someone sees us in a sense we are marketing ourselves because if we go to the grocery store we get upset we throw a temper tantrum we're mad about something somebody picks up that phone they start they go on Facebook Live with it. There's a chance. There, I've seen videos where people go viral. They didn't even think that was even possible. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, the whole world hates them because they were picking on some girl at a Chick-fil-A drive-thru. Mm. Right? So, you know, those kind of things, everything we do has a consequence, good or bad. So we need to be cognizant at all times that we are always, I'm not talking about don't enjoy your life. Don't have fun. Don't relax. Don't, you don't have to be this constant state of paranoia. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's just, you know, conduct yourself right when you're out in public or if there's a camera pointed at you, or if you're sharing things online, just make sure it's not something that may not come back to bite you later. Because one day you may be standing before an employer that wants to hire, excuse me, wants to hire you. You may even be standing before a, a, a potential spouse. <laughs> what about that? I mean, in a way, we're marketing ourselves even to even to a future potential spouse that mm. might look up some stuff or might see some stuff and say, you know what? I was really feeling you. 
I felt like we had a good vibe, but then this thing, I saw this thing online. And I just don't really want to be attached to that. I'm sorry. Have a good life, <laughs> you know? So look at all the different ways where we are marketing ourselves, both from business, both from personal, you know, both from a, also from a, um, maybe potentially a political standpoint. What if you want to get involved in something where you're serving your community, oh, but then boy. someone finds some video of you? How many times have we seen that where somebody gets into politics? Donald Trump. And then, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry. And then the next thing you know, some stupid tweet comes up or some old video comes up or, you know, there's always there's almost always something. Or even if it's just a picture from even the pre-digital era, people just obviously could take an old picture and just upload it online. So, yeah, these things do come back to haunt people. So if we were a little bit more aware to your point, Nate, and then we'll wrap up if we were a little bit more aware of the fact that everything we do is a form of personal marketing you may have been able to avoid those problems and that's about all i got to say about that wow well that is that is incredible 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 it was i learned a lot like in just these few minutes it was just so it was just so cool loved it um thank you nate it was it was great so like um before we before we do go what's coming down the what's coming down the pipeline and then you know tell us about your um tell us about just tell me <laughs> about your about your podcast i'm actually uh i'm about to go on spotify right now and and look it up and follow and and see what you're uh you know talking about yeah, but i definitely want to absolutely get the listeners involved in it sure so i have a uh, as i mentioned i have a platform that i'm partnered with um uh, with a couple of other business owners called business innovators radio network so business innovators radio.com or you can just do a google search for uh business innovators radio we have had this platform active now for nine years We've got over um, over 6,500 episodes have run through this platform over the last nine years. This is a, a business-focused um, uh, podcast platform. And, um, and so I am a contributing host to Business Innovators Radio. You can find some of the interviews on there where I featured you know, uh, business owners that, that I work with. Um, and we use this platform to help try to elevate them, to give them some PR um, to give them some added authority, as I was mentioning earlier, and to help position them higher in the, in the mind and in the eyes of their potential prospects. And that's exactly what we're doing. So Business Innovators Radio Network um, is, our, is our platform that we use for that and where we can produce, um, where I can produce podcasts for business owners. Now, my company is called Pina Colada Media, pinacoladamedia.com. Um, gives you a little bit of information about that particular service. But at the end of the day, once the podcast is up and running, we host it on Business Innovators Radio. So um, that's the primary thing. And then my publishing company is called Expert Publishing Associates. Mm -hmm. So you can check that out as well. It's expertpublishing.associates instead of .com. It's .associates, expertpublishing.associates. Um, and you can see I have a presentation there for 
my my primary product that is called the Rocketbook Pocketbook. So we can produce a small pocketbook-sized book that you can give away as a lead generator. Um, and we produce this book in 30 days or less, believe it or not. It's that's why we call it the Rocketbook. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so it's it's lightning fast in the way that we're able to put this thing together. And um, business owners are loving it. You can see a few examples of some of the other businesses that are using those. We've got attorneys, we've got CPAs, we've got everything from from that side of the equation. Also have a plumber that has a book that he gives away. We're working on one right now for uh, HVAC, which is you know like heating mm-hmm. and heating mm-hmm. and cooling type of a service provider. So most professional service providers for sure can work with a book like that. But um, people that are also kind of more in the coaching and consulting side of the equation can also benefit from something like that. So those are kind of the primary things that I'm focusing on right now. And, and going forward, I hope to be able to build those those platforms larger and get um, more and more people on board so that I can elevate their status for their clients. Cool, cool. What was the Pina, Pina Colada website again? That was uh, Pina, Pina Colada Media.com. Inacoladamedia.com. So right now we've we've kind of put the we we basically have a waiting list on that right now because we've got three or four that are in production that are being built out. So it's kind of on pause as far as um, bringing on new people until we get those two or three people set up. Then we'll go ahead and open it again. But you can you can certainly sign up to join the wait list, um, and then probably here in a couple of months we'll be opening that up again. So that's off to a really 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 great start. Nice. I'm trying to type the website incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, it should be P-I-N-A and then Colada, C-O-L-A-D-A, and then media.com, PinaColadaMedia.com. Finally found it. I'm trying to find your show. Let's just join your wait list. Okay. Yeah, um, now that's just for the actual... That's actually for the podcast production service, but okay. Business Innovators Radio, um, that's the one that has my that has some of my episodes on there. So if you if you just go to businessinnovatorsradio.com and just type in Marco in the search box, you'll find my you'll find my stuff. Great, great. Let me see. I'm doing it right now, y'all. I'm literally doing this on air before we go, <laughs> just because I want to make sure that everything is there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I can send you, Nate, I can send you the direct link as well in case you want to add that to uh, any show notes or what have you. Great, great, great. So I appreciate you for coming on the show today, Marco. I appreciate it. It was a great conversation and uh, look forward to look forward to having you back again soon. Sounds good, Nate. Thank you so much for the interview. You did a great job and uh, was an absolute pleasure and joy talking with you about these things today. Wait, wait, social media. Wait, wait, social media. Don't go, don't go. Gotta give you our social media. you want to follow life tips podcast on the internet there are several ways you can do this 
The first is on Facebook. The second is on Twitter. And the third is on Instagram. So on all three of these platforms, search at Life Tips Podcast. If you'd like to follow me, follow me on Instagram at Nate underscore the underscore speaker and at Spoken Life Tips. And on Facebook at Spoken Life Tips. So that is basically where you can find the show on social media and where you can find me on social media. Twitter at off underscore Jen underscore person. That's at A-U-T-H underscore G-E-N underscore person. And that's about it. So, uh, Those are the social media accounts that you can follow the show on and follow me on. And so I look forward to connecting with you on the Internet. And uh, yeah.